everyone and welcome back to no beer left behind i am brian here in north texas and i'm joined by two wonderful hombres frank down in austin frank how are you <laughs> i had you turned way up so you sound like a monster all right that's all right <laughs> like it to me as well <laughs> villam you're his brother he always sounds like that to you villam in tulsa say it was a transition is what that was Gents. What's up, Brian? Subville. Wow. You all right, kid? The, the energy's just there. It's like a two. They don't call him <laughs> Chillville for nothing, okay? <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm oh, well, ill. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, uh, okay. Villam, Tulsa, Frank, Austin, Brian, North Texas. We all here. Let's get this shit popping off. I mean, we had a last call last week, right? My hangover is just now recovering. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh yeah that, so so just a quick thing right on that on that last call um i dropped off because i had some engagements i needed to attend to mm-hmm. how long did you and parker stay after that well we recorded for another hour after you left holy <laughs> shit <laughs> and, well you dropped off like right at the one hour mark and i think in we went- true well but in true mblb fashion right we gave you a a two-hour last call of mm-hmm. sort of gold. diabolic gold. just nonsense. It was gold. I don't know what you're <laughs> fucking talking about. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that out. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It was a Saturday afternoon cast. I had such a good time that I went and made myself a big-ass cold-cut sandwich and then walked my by, by my bed and looked at it, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to lay down for a couple seconds. I'm just going to rest my eyes. And I slept for 12 and a half hours after that. So it was a good cast, guys. It was a really fun time. Wow. Everybody, everybody loved it. And if you make it to the two-hour prize, two <laughs> well, it's mean, a special reward. Well, I, I mean, after the cast was over, you know, Parker and I talked for a little bit. We chit-chatted until his battery almost died on his computer. And then, you know, a couple hours later, that's when I fell asleep after I'd had an beer after the cast. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Anyway... Villem in Tulsa Town, are you drinking anything uh, special this evening? I saw you lifted uh, a malty beverage, it looked like, uh, to, to cheers my drink. Yeah, drinking beer, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the Hocha Weissen from uh, Mountain Fork Brewery. Down in Hochi Town, Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, that's, so that's why it's Hocha Weissen. It's a heavy Weissen. Yep. I I like their stuff. The we we a few Mountain Fork beers make it down here. They trickle down when people uh, go to Broken Bow to stay yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, I, it's quite good. I just they're I feel like their beers are always solid. You know, they have going for them that that they are kind of off the beaten path for the most part. So they don't have nineteen different hazy IPAs and a sour like pale yeah. ale. They make a they make an English bitter, <laughs> they or an English brown ale I think it is. They make mm. like an IPA, Hefeweizen, Stout, Porter, and some like one or two others that are just all really good ass beers. You can't yep nothing. Not and they're not they're not year round all of them either. Like I think no. some of them are seasonal. 
I'm sure they are, but you know what? I mean, when I go up to Oklahoma liquor store, I'll find some shit year round. You know how that goes. <laughs> you know how that goes. Uh, Frank, what are you sipping on this evening? So, um, yeah, it's, it's my breaking the sober spell night. Um, I am drinking the, I think it's Schloss. Is that the brewery? Schloss Eggenberg. Yeah. Oh, it's actually both. Yeah. Okay. Do people mostly refer to them as Eggenberg? Yes. Slot. Okay. So Eggenberg Radler, which is a whopping 2.4%, but to Brian's point earlier, before the cast, very beer forward, mm-hmm. but shandy. So it's think a, it's like a, it's um, a Radler. Sure. But, but I'm talking about like things that people, okay. It is a Rattler, Thank but you. let me let me explain it this way. If you're out there Do you and you don't it, have access, you like me if you don't it? have, no, 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 I'd like to take a shot and you can tell me if I'm right. Okay. Um, if 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 you don't have access to a Rattler out there or you don't see it labeled as a, a Rattler, this is very similar tasting to the Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. This is way fresher. It's way more refined. But from a flavor kind of hinting profile, it it is a very similar experience, and I like it. It's very good. So you're not uh, you're, a little sweet, a little sweet for my liking. You're not wrong. I'll say that because I know that's a favorite saying on this podcast. Everybody <laughs> loves to fucking hate saying it. It's true. So uh, Shandy, uh, Shandy and Radler do share uh, one similar characteristic in the fact that they are cut with soda. Or well, they're they're cut okay. with, they're cut with something else. Uh, Shandies are cut with fruit juice. Typically, like lemonade, uh, in the summer shandy reference. Um, shandies are also typically wheat ales. Um, so you have summer shandy that is a wheat, a pale wheat beer mixed back with lemonade, um, giving it uh, a sweeter, usually more flat tasting uh, beverage. Uh, but something is lower in ABV that is more refreshing for hot months. Radlers, on the other hand, are lagers blended with sodas. Uh, and European sodas. In this case, the European soda that it's cut with is a lemon-lime uh, soda. So it's a little... It's it's different in that it's not just straight juice. It's not just lemon and lime juice added mm-hmm. and, then, and then carbonated later. The other cool thing about that beer that I love um, that, uh, that most people don't realize is that it's um, naturally carbonated. So it follows the Reinheitske boat. So they capture CO2 that is off gas during fermentation and then they reintroduce it into the canning line, like into the liquid before it gets canned. So what you'll notice is if you pour a naturally firm or a naturally carbonated beer into a glass, yep. uh, it, it gives these super fine bubbles. It's literally like uh, a creme brulee uh, head versus like a rocky, like craggy, big bubbles, little bubbles mixed it's, in. It's super, super soft. Yeah. And, um, so, so two things, right? On the juice profile, mm-hmm. it's interestingly sweet. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they add some of that Belgian well, candy. Well, no, it's not Belgian candy. It's soda. So, I mean, they're adding, they're either adding cane sugar or something else into it. Okay. Got it. Got it. So a little sweet for my liking. Mm-hmm. I will give it kind of, if I were to say on a, on a, like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but you know, like I like the sweeter side of wit beers. Like mm-hmm. I like it when they're a little, Orange. I wouldn't say sweet, orangey. but you know, they've got some, yeah, mm-hmm. orangey, correct. 
Um, I like that. This is way sweeter than that. This is almost like if you took the Belgian candied um, beers and you made them in a shandy to an extent. Like it's got that same sugary after flavor to me. You're 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 just describing soda, <laughs> like but like yeah, uh, no, I I understand, but I'm but, trying to give it the equivalent of like what you would expect in beer, right? Like, well, what to me, it's that sweetness at the back end that I think is too much. The cool part about it is it's not. There's no other beer style like it. Honestly, shandies and Rattlers alike. Like they are so unique in that, and that one in particular is unique because there's like that's the OG style. Like that is the style that they were making for German bicyclists coming through the mountains in the summertime, and they were trying to make their lemonade go faster and their lager last longer. Uh, or and so they blended them together, creating that Radler style, which is it's fucking wild that most more Americans don't drink more of that beer thinking of how much sugary shit Americans drink on a regular basis. Like, especially here in Texas, fucking sweet tea is like a goddamn national pastime in the summer here. Like how come people wouldn't just drink a fucking Rattler? Because one, I didn't find it as sugary sweet. I found it like fruity sweet. Like you eat a literal bowl of fruit in the morning, that, that sort of sweetness coming off of it versus like saccharin sweet that you would get from like shitty, monk fruit i don't know we were talking about monk fruit earlier at the house so it was stuck yeah. in my mind um but i see what you're saying and i can tell that uh like you, that was a good description uh for people who are not not used to the style it is it does come across way way sweet when you're thinking of like oh light pale beer i'm gonna see how you know it, it's gonna come across way sweeter uh if you've never had something like that so but it's good that beer. I'll give it a solid for for a Rattler. It's the best Rattler I've had, and it's the, <laughs> the only, <laughs> only one, one you've had. <laughs> that beer right there is my favorite beer of 2020, and that's if you hear me defending it a little harsh. That's what it is. Like it's literally my favorite beer that I've had this year. It's phenomenal. No, it's it's it, it is a lawn mowing, uh, fucking hot day outside. Keep yourself hydrated. Maybe get a slight buzz off of it. Like, you know how I always said I like pub ales because they clock in at that 3%? Mm-hmm. This is perfect. It just has too much sugar for me. Yeah. Um, but this is the kind of beer that I'm like, dude, bring this out to the pool. I'm not going to get shit-faced. Yes. Give me, like, I could drink, like, 20. What'd you say, Vilma? I'm sorry. Huh? Got to watch out for the sugar, though, at the pool. That'll, you'll have a nice headache with the sugar in the sun. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's my point, right? Like, this is too much sugar for me to drink too many of them. Um, but it's the yeah. it's the ABV to where I could drink plenty of them. It's just the sugar that would turn me off. Do here. you really get a sugar headache? You can. Well, you, you can crash, drink right? In addition to with alcohol withdrawal, you also crash from the sugar. So it's like a double effect. I mean, you don't... You, Willem, you know, Brian goes to Dairy Queen and just injects it straight to his veins. Yeah, I, I like I will down like four Dr. Peppers and a Coke chaser and go sit outside and be OK, like while I'm mowing and I'll be OK. Bare, barely, barely awake. Yeah, like I, I, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I've just my experience has always been hangovers from sugar, sugary drinks. It's always like infinitely worse. I see. I always get sugary drinks infinitely worse because I don't drink any water with it. Um, and that's usually like, I usually also intake a lot more alcohol 
But like 2.4% alcohol, you're going to have to drink fucking like 40 of those. You're going to be pissing way more than anything else. And I don't think <laughs> you're going to have a headache. I don't think like, I don't know. The share sounds dangerous. Uh, maybe. And, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I thought I like ate pretty healthy, like for the most part. I mean, I'm not fucking grazing on the backyard kale growth that I have, but at the same time, like I'm not eating McDoubles every day. I'm not chugging down gallons of, of, of Coke soda. Uh, but, Man, you make me sound like a fucking warthog out there in the sugarcane fields. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. For 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 perfect transparency, you just indicated four Dr. Peppers, a cake, a Coke chaser. This is very. I mean, kidding. Pumba would have done that. Pumba would have done that. Yeah, they would also shit. Or farted up upwind or something like that. That's right. Clearly, don't drink four. It's four, our problem free. I clearly, don't drink four Dr. Peppers outside. I drink four A and W root beers because they're caffeine free. Okay. Uh, Thank whoop, God. Whoop, so boom, anyway, boom, bitches. Anyway, uh, Lay, laying I, down the law. I wanted to quickly cover something real quick that came up in the last call um, that I agreed with Parker on, and that we don't give a whole lot of like we give honest beer reviews, like Frank just gave uh, on the Rattler. Um. But I don't, I don't particularly like Frank pointed out before the cast. Like we buy pretty good beer, honestly. Like we don't buy a bunch of shit, or we don't buy things that we. But let's let's quickly also say, for the cast, a lot of our beer comes from prior recommendations. Yes. So it's like Brian will say this is good. Frank will say this is good. Willem, you know, like we have a we have threads going outside of this communication channel. That we talk about like good beers. So I think what Parker brought up, right, is the fact that we don't ever give bad beer reviews. And we have plenty of bad beer as well. Mm -hmm. So we should bring that to the cast. So I think going forward, if we do have a bad beer, um, you know, we'll kind of jot it down and bring it to the cast. Because when we drink on the cast, it's normally things that we enjoy because we also have to talk. And trying to have a good time about it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me just do this for you. Bad beer review coming up right here, fellas. Uh, and it is a poor hard. So to Troy's little yuck, 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 yuck comment that he made earlier in our offline thread, this is a poor hard beer. This is from a reputable brewery that does have national distribution. This is from Left Hand Brewing Company out of Longmont, Colorado, maker of wonderful beers such as the Poor Hard Milk Stout, the Left hand blackjack porter, which is not a poor hard. Um, Parker learned that one night. Um, this beer is called Galactic Cowboy Imperial Stout Nitro. A mouthful to say the least. Okay, this beer is a nine percent. I'm gonna say fucking cosmically dark stout. This beer fucking sucks, and here's why. <laughs> this beer, I, I think they tried to make it with. Hmm, I don't know what the hell they added to it, but I'm going to say with 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 comments like Galactic, I kind of knew that I was going to be expecting a uh, a hoppier beer because Galaxy Hops is is what comes to mind for me when I hear that shit. What I taste in this is a fucking beer that they put an ass ton of shit into. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it, this thing is insanely bitter. Um, it is nitrogenated or nitrogenated, so it is the bitterness is not coming from carbonic acid. Um, it is 9%. It is sticky. It is a sticky 9%. The flavors in this beer last forever and the flavors are not pleasant. So 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and give Galactic Cowboy whatever the opposite of good is. I'm just going to give the old for the Galactic Cowboy Nitro Imperial Stout from Left Hand. Fucking terrible. You mean they wasted that golden fucking name? Right? Galactic Cowboy sounds fucking badass. Like, honestly, I would make a golden stout and call it Galactic Cowboy. Put a f- Are you kidding me? Exactly. Like, exactly. Give me, give me a cool. golden stout or give me a stout. Give me like a stout that's like dark fucking black. Oh, you know, like oh. the darkest black out there. This is... Fair the, enough. That's this what is, they did. Yeah, okay. they, they made that. But then they added... Bun- I don't know. I, honestly, the reason I stopped myself, because I can't tell if it's bitter because of the amount of hops they used in this. Because it's only 44 IBU, but honestly, when you start fucking with uh, nitri- uh, nitrogen-injected uh, beers versus uh, CO2-injected beers, IBU go out the window. They go fucking wonky. For instance, Guinness Draft, you know, just classic Guinness. The IBU in that beer is like 80 IBU or some fucking wacky shit. But it's because nitrogen adds this creaminess to a light beer that essentially Guinness is and has to offset. Anyway... So I'm, I'm not sure if it's that. I'm not sure if they added fucking coffee to this and they just forgot to take the coffee out. And they're just like, eh, fuck it. Just leave it all in there. Let it let it brew all day. They got... I You know what? I know what they did. They went to the, the Chevy dealership down the street, right? They went to the, the parts dealership, the parts uh, waiting area or the service waiting area. They just got pots of coffee day after day at the end of the day, like 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Pot had been sitting on the on the warmer all day. They went and got each one of those and just dumped it pot by pot into the fermenters at left hand. It's fucking gross. That's that's really unfortunate, especially because <laughs> left hand left hand first off knows better because they pour hard. They pour hard. Um, <clears throat> villain, yeah, don't squint your eyes. It's very like that. That really speaks to their QA standards. Well, like, you know I what? wonder what they use as tasting panels and shit. I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I have a hard time giving bad reviews because I'll taste a beer and be like, mm, it's just not my cup of tea. Uh, or like, I'll taste a beer and be like, that's got there's something's, you know, this is wrong with, with the brewing, you know, this is wrong in the brewing process. This is just a bad fucking recipe. Honestly. Like I, I can't, I can't think of anyone who tasted this and went, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's can that shit and sell it for $12 a four pack. Anyway, that's my rant and beer review. <laughs> uh, Villem, <laughs> Villem, I don't want you to squint your eyes anytime that we go in our poor hard uh, comment and commentary. Now I'm going to create a Why? fucking sound drop because you seemed like weirded out and like oddly not on board with our poor hard intro. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to make a drop for us for poor hard. <laughs> Just I'm going to take poor hard back in 2020. That's what we're going to do. Anyway. So, okay. So I think I think we need to discuss a topic before the cast, you know, gets kind of going because I don't I don't want to kill the mood, but I think people need to hear about this, right? So, um, obviously, the pandemic has had significant impacts on lots of industries. Yes. Um, and we can have opinions about uh, kind of what we should do in order to curb the pandemic. And I know some of us have very strong opinions about that. Uh, most of us on this cast, but uh, these things can all be discussed and we can be within reason. But th- the thing that sort of, I think people don't realize that is going to happen. Um, irrespective of whether or not businesses are open or not open, just based on societal movement and fear of the virus. Um, 
we, we are going to see an incredible amount of institutional cornerstone establishments in the beer and restaurant world mm-hmm. collapse um, in this in this pandemic. And I know um, very early on, I had very passionate discussions on this cast about uh, rent forbearance, uh, about extending leases so that um, people don't have to worry about meeting rent obligations, right? Like you start with your mortgages and you move it all the way through rents and leases. Um, just extend everybody's term as long as we um, determine the pandemic is still a thing um, so that people, you know, aren't bleeding money um, during a time when they can't actually volunteer to bleed money, yeah, right? When there's no money to bleed. Uh, yeah. And I know that seemed very much as though it was socialist because it absolutely is. Um, but when the government is the uh, most able to take risk, you know, socialism presides and becomes sort of your dominant force. Because in the end, um, capitalism is a risk-taking institution. And if people don't want to take risk, they're not going to. And what you're seeing currently in this free market, um, and I say that with air quotes because the market is not truly free. You have to, you have um, to. It is market. Sh- 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 free market. Yeah. Sh- 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 and go. the reason I say free market is because it's not truly free. It's operated by capital, uh, those who have and those who don't have. Um, and that's not a free market, right? The free market is determinate uh, based on the fact that we uh, we assume that ideas have access to capital, um, and then based on the willingness the willingness for individuals to take risks on their ideas, uh, the market prevails. Now uh, that used to be the case. You used to be able to take out a a uh, a a loan mm-hmm. on on uh, whatever you wanted to, and you know turn it into a business and kind of take your own risk. And then if you lost out, you know, it was bad luck. Um, in the end, some of that stuff was forgivable and you kind of moved on with your life. Right. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the overbearing problem that the society currently faces is the, the risk of the pandemic is being shoved down to the people least able to afford it. So you're seeing people extract themselves from the risk equation by taking whatever they have left on the table and just sitting on the sidelines. And that is incredibly dangerous. That is exactly how the Great Depression started, okay? So um, not to sound alarmist, but what you're looking at when it comes to bars and restaurants is the canary in the coal mine, in my opinion, for Main Street America and their ability to afford um, an operational business going forward, right? So. We gave the businesses a little bit of a forbearance tax package here with the PPP loans. Um, those things are never going to be repaid. They can barely afford to pay rent. That shit is money down the drain. Uh, we unfortunately wasted the time that that shit bought. So then we said, okay, bars, you can open a 50%. There's not a restaurant bar model in, in this fucking world that can operate at a 50% capacity week in, week, week out. It doesn't work. Um, most of the time... Right. These bars are running three, four hundred percent capacity nights, right, on a given weeknight. So they're turning over the bar that many times. So if if you're trying to um, limit capacity to 50 percent, now all of a sudden you're talking about maybe a hundred percent turnover night. They're making a quarter of what they did, not a half, like a quarter. Right. Because people are still fucking around for two hours in a restaurant. 
So, and, and that is if um, the people visiting the restaurant have the money to spend that they would normally spend at precisely, the restaurant. Precisely. So that's a long way of saying, um, take a look in your neighborhood, take a look in your local area um, to see what cornerstone establishments we're losing because of political incompetence, because of um, an absolute lack of, 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 of give a shit about the average human and their plight because in the end, right? I did start this off by saying the argument was that would be a socialist policy and people don't want to agree with it. Um, John Maynard Keynes is the predominant uh, philosophical economist that saved us in 2008. And I know I alluded to the policy, but I want to quite quickly just mention it again. Um, the economic policy that he preached that saved us, that ended in the longest uh, period of uh, economic expansion in U.S. history, circa 18, I think, 83, um, was that uh, the, the, the entity able to take the most risk, i.e. the government, with the largest balance sheet on earth, should take as much, as, as much institutional risk, i.e. debt, uh, and issuance of loans or forgivable um, um, instruments that they can during a period of economic unrest, i.e. what we saw and are still seeing uh, during the greatest period of economic unrest circa, again, the Great Depression. That's not socialism. That's sound economic policy, right? If this shit, all of this fucking bullshit debt uh, <clears throat> these bullshit agreements that we have tied up as an economy sits on the books of the federal government. Long term, we are way better off, right? Slowly paying that shit off or writing that shit off as our economy grows. Then we are having a little bit on Brian's credit card, a little bit on Willem's, a little bit on mine, and it sucks up demand. And we end up with a period of no growth because people are paying off debt for 10 years i.e. circa the Great Depression. So when you see people being kicked out of their homes and they owe six grand in back rent, that should really fucking scare the shit out of you. Um, that's six grand in back rent plus a mortgage that finances that property yep. that needs to be paid that in all likelihood is also going to go into foreclosure. So the dominoes that you could see falling in the next six to 10 months when real estate starts defaulting based on renters not paying, based on institutions not being able to keep up with debt payments, they're significant. And this administration has done nothing to curb it. They don't want to talk about it. Joe Biden's going to have to deal with it. And you better not fucking as a, as a country blame Joe Biden for what's about to happen. This has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with absolute political incompetence and, and economic incompetence. Larry Kudlow. No. Is the chief Larry Kudlow is a Reagan economist. He believes in fucking trickle down economics. Trickle down economics is the biggest crock of shit in the history of society, and it, it's the bootstrap picking up bullshit that got us in this mess that did not get us out of 2008. That is now currently putting us back into that fucking hellhole. I not coming from this world as you, Frank. Uh, I do. 
isn't hasn't Larry Kudlow held some sort of economic presence for over twenty fucking years in this same in the same way of like oh it'll trickle down regardless. I, the reason I bring that up is because I've heard that name since fucking high school, and I feel like this bullshit has been said for decades now. We I can clearly say that, uh, but nothing has ever paid off. There's been no fucking, yeah. there's been no evidence that that is the true economic way or the, the most democratic economic way to go about, uh, saving people from themselves. That ain't it. It's, it's, it's so, so just, just to go back to your point, Larry Kudlow has a law degree. Uh, Larry Kudlow has never studied economics. You can't hit me with that bullshit when I'm taking a sip of water, Frank, that's, that's rude as fuck. I almost died. You understand that, right? So it's, yeah, I'm sorry, but God damn it. You can't tell uh, me that this person that we're taking chief financial advice for the nation on has a goddamn law degree. He <laughs> has a fucking law degree. Fuck off. And, and it's, it's, it's infuriating because Willem can attest to this. Um, I've studied economics casually plus formally since I was like 12 years old. And it, it pisses me off that the person that leads this country has never bothered to learn anything about it. He's, he's not bothered to read Adam Smith's wealth of nations. He's never bothered to read Keynes's or Keynes, depending on which part of the world you're from. Um, uh, money, uh, what is it? Money, um, Money, Labor, and Interest, I believe is the name of the book. Um, he's never read any Karl Marx. So if if you go through, that's a good joke, Brian. Give it just a second. <laughs> um, he's never gone through the absolute extensive economic research and theories that are out there. So why does he get to comment on what save us, saves us, right? So it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm very happy that, that, we have uh, or had leadership in 2008. I mean, I remember one to two to three hour long conversations with my dad, my economics professors on the phone when I was in college in my wife's house um, talking about like we were on spring break when Deutsche Bank filed for bankruptcy. And I had that spring break, probably three, two hour conversations with those people talking about the potential fallout, what needs to happen. Then fucking Lehman went under and I was in school. That was like September, October, I believe. Uh, Lehman goes under. Additionally, like, why the fuck is the Fed not doing anything? Why don't we do this shit? What, where are we going? Why? You know, um, it does not take a doctorate in economics. This is macroeconomics. We're not trying to affect, like, uh, Francois' ability to purchase windows here. We're talking about, like, Anybody's ability to purchase windows in the entire fucking world is dependent on this one thing. Let's figure it out. It's way, way less precise than they would like you to think. And it is so fucking obvious what needs to happen here. And they're unwilling to do it because they think that because of the fucking view that they've painted about communism and socialism in their party's mindset, that it's going to cost them. But it doesn't fucking matter because it will work. Like it will work. They are pushing us into a great depression on a economic, like on, on a micro family budgetary front. And they don't give a shit. They don't fucking give a shit. 
what 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 suck i mean this is the same stance that they've taken this entire time of like we've said this we're gonna die by it doesn't matter what the yep. how wrong it is how difficult it is to actually defend how many people have to go down in flames defending it they don't care like this is the stance they take and honestly that's the gop's that's the fucking republican response but for you know you decades. know what's infuriating is th their party their followers we could have this conversation and then they go, but why hasn't anybody said this before? It's because they fucking, by saying it, they're saying they, they're implying that they were wrong, which is something I've been thinking about lately. Cause it, like the Republican party and a lot of people on who want to argue about shit on social media in general, take the stance as if what they're talking about is not unlike a fucking car accident in a company vehicle by saying, I'm sorry, are you okay? That I'm sorry at the beginning of that statement is an admittance of guilt and by someone who is in power saying like, you know what? We have to change our stance on this. That's like saying I've fucked up. I've, I've ruined you. I'm at fault for all of this stuff. And like that yep. to me is fucking infuriating. I had a conversation with a, someone who I can, I would consider a pretty close friend recently. And the conversation for me ended when the, their response was, Oh, so you think it's okay for someone just to change their stance on something? And the way they said it, yeah, the way they said it was like a sarcastic end to the conversation. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. We're done. Because if you honestly do not believe that you can be wrong and also be successful, you're out of your fucking mind. And if that's where we're going, and it seems like that is yep. where we're fucking putting ourselves, um, we're fucked. We're totally fucked. And if you don't think that we're totally fucked, Go ahead and listen to the way that our president, the fucking leader of our military, talks about our military and the people that are fucking in it. Uh, Willem, yeah. you brought up the article. I saw it tonight when I was eating dinner, and I was like, I've got to turn this off because otherwise I'm going to make myself sick being pissed off. So do you want to lead us through it real quick? Because I think you'll do a pretty a better job of, of, of explaining exactly yeah. what's going on. Uh, well, it's not... The Atlantic published a story at, well, so it's been a while, actually. It's, this is like 4.30 Central Time. Trump, Americans who died in war are losers and suckers. And it was some sort of leak from 2018 or something. Is that right? Uh, I mean, um, he said it's, this. It sounded like a combination of like 2018, 2017, after the guy got shot and he didn't want to go back to the uh the tarmac unless uh, we There's forget several unless we forget what he said about john mccain in 2016 when he was yeah. on the campaign trail right saying, so yeah. so this is part of this is wrapped up in that is that he also talked mad shit about john mccain being a loser and whatever after he had died yes um and then there's also a part here i think about was it john kelly's son was killed in action or something and he asked he, he apparently asked uh, why, why he served, uh, cause he didn't, he didn't have to, I guess, or I, like, I don't know what is, uh, it was kind of like, you don't serve unless you have to kind of thing is, I think is what he was trying to get at. Which, uh, I mean, that's his, that was his take in Vietnam with bone spurs. You don't serve unless you exactly, have to. Exactly. Right. So it's kind of like, he wasn't in a position where, so that was, that's fucked up in its own right. Um, and not, I feel like the thing is that you say a story like this now and it's like, oh, fuck, like, 
but whatever. <laughs> Nobody's going to care. Apparently, it sounds like it always feels like. Well, it, this but is they're one of those... freaking out. His his uh, his campaign is like freaking out. This is what gets me. Like uh, people, my dad is a a fucking forever Trumper. Uh, it's one of the most painful parts of my existence is knowing that my family would vote in favor of some shit that would be ex- in exact opposition of their own family. Uh, yeah. But it's, yeah. this is, this is a prime topic that like, I would love to hear what like uh, the, 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 the real, the quick Brian would love to hear what people like my dad, who is my dad's a Vietnam veteran. He's received eight purple hearts for his service uh, in Vietnam he entered Vietnam at 17, like entered the country of Vietnam at 17 years old as a Marine scout sniper and left it fully medically retired from the military at the, before he was 21. Okay. So like he's seen some shit, he's done some shit. He can't receive a, <laughs> the funny aspect of this. And also not funny aspect of this is that he cannot, uh, obtain a concealed carry license because he answered, fully transparent on the on the application uh, on the question have you ever have killed have you ever killed anybody have you ever killed yeah. anyone and he said 31 confirmed and then they the state was like the state of Oklahoma was like yeah no you can't carry a gun i'm sorry sir um <laughs> like a concealed gun because he carries As a gun if it's his fault that he got shipped off to war or something that's not the point villain the point on those questions are you answer no and then when you talk about military so that it is excluding it's implied exclusion. Re- i mean it's, he's it's true though he's not lying it's implied exclusion when you say like when you talk about military deaths but um, because then what happens, Willem, is they start putting you through a, a, a mental evaluation, which my dad would not pass. But that has- what I'm suggesting, Brian, is that the system is wrong to begin with. It's a dumb question. Oh, it's a it's well, it's a really dumb question, but it's one. Oh, of those- yeah, I've killed people in civilian life. Like what fucking moron would ever, you know, like what do they expect people to answer there? Everyone's going to put no. <laughs> uh, hold up. Uh, what was that douchebag's name in Florida who killed Trayvon Martin? George Zimmer, George Zimmerman, he would answer. And if he didn't, then he would be lying on a federal document, which would then include jail time, which is fucking sad. He probably also, he's so prolific. It's a little different. You know what he'd do? He'd probably sign a bag of Skittles and hand it in with, Uh, with his, uh, application piece of shit um anyway okay, so, all that to say all that to say i like it, 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 it i would want to ask someone like my dad what do you think of your leader your fuhrer here making that statement and the sad part is i also know what my dad's response would be which is he never said that because he never said it that's yep. what's he that's what he's been told because there are two news outlets like there are two news sources there are two well, sides I will tell to you, a story i hear that in the text of this it says in a conversation with senior... Okay, so it says he canceled a visit to the uh, Ains Marne American Cemetery it's, near Paris in 2018. I, I remember this, and he yes. said it was last minute due to rain. Right. The helicopter couldn't fly, and Secret Service wouldn't drive him there. Neither claim was true. Right. Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain, yes. and because he did not believe it important to honor american war dead yep according to four people with first-hand knowledge of the discussion that day and i believe that a good reporter would individually interview those people get their stories and then cross-reference and corroborate i was gonna instead say instead of it and most importantly not print some shit that might not be true 
because yeah. that's so they would know these people. These are like secrets, not secret, but like well, reliable, you know, sources. confidential sources. They're not like they're not going to tell you who they are, but they are verified like firsthand account witnesses. So, so that's what so many people have a hard time wrapping their head around the fact that for someone to be an AP reporter, someone who has gone through every fucking every rung of the ladder to learn how to fucking write in the best possible English for the most critical goddamn people on the planet. They also have to go through all those sources and all those back check, like all those fact checks and all of the like, it's not just a person writing and printing shit in the paper. It goes through a series of editors. Doesn't matter how, yeah. how fucking wackadoo you think the newspaper is. There's still and a at story least, like this. There's a still story least, like this is going to have a dozen everybody cross reference. At least also, stories. also, also there are two stories. It's not oh, just yeah. the Atlantic. No, no. Uh, it has been independently confirmed, written, and verified. They just happened. The Atlantic dumped it first, and then another news source dumped it. Real quick, I do want to give myself some credit here. As Frank talks about financial things, I, I do have a degree in journalism broadcast. No, <laughs> and, I, I know. I, know. That, I just I, like, I happen to see the fact that the both, the the, the, the like point that I was trying to make is is not necessarily involved with this story. It is the broader picture of we didn't say yeah. that. No, he did. And if he didn't say that, these the number of people that would put their job on the line for bullshit, literally bullshit, if he didn't say it was bullshit, uh, yeah. the number of people who put their job and li- livelihood on the line is fucking zero. So for people... Well, well like they, it actually, I, I, I stand corrected. It might, it might be Barry and Weiss. She might be doing that. <laughs> but outside of that, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> but but on a, like, like, even a, a source like The Atlantic... Does it have a physical office? Does it have a physical paper that it produces every day? Maybe not. But it has people in it who are fucking accredited to do the job that they're doing. And the same way that you want to turn... like it, People are acting surprised that we're turning away from scientists right now. Motherfucker, we've been turning away from factual reporters for almost a decade at this point. Over if you include the people who've been running Fox News for two decades. Like... The fact that we're yeah. fucking even surprised, the fact that we're even fucking surprised that this shit happens on a daily basis is beyond me. Like, I've yeah. been one who's been literally yelling about the bullshit sensationalism at Fox News for 15 years. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 15 years. It's, it's, yep. it's horseshit. And now we see the rhetoric happen at the Republican National Convention, the highest level of fucking communication for an entire party. What we would consider the, 50% of the, of the nation's like talking points come from that convention. If we're splitting, there nation, was a, you know how it goes. There's a regulation that was reversed in the 90s that basically yeah, allowed Fox News to exist. The Fairness and Reporting Act or something like that. Honestly, yeah. it fucked up a long time ago when we decided to allow privatized news organizations in general, like ABC, NBC, CBS. Like the fact that we allowed them to really? operate, like uh, they have to, they have an, uh, an, uh, uh, a, a fucking license they have to have with the federal government for over the air broadcasting. Yeah. Honestly, that shit went by the wayside in 1990 when CNN started broadcasting their news over cable that Nolan voided that entire licensing agreement that they had to have with the federal government. And that license agreement that CBS, NBC and ABC affiliates have to have across the United States for even digital over the air production or uh, broadcast of their, of their signal is not fucking fact checked by the federal government. Like it doesn't matter. Like ABC news could just say, 
fuck it, we're going to be the Biden network and broadcast nothing but like Biden news and anti-Trump propaganda will be coming up at noon uh, running until seven o'clock. There's like the federal government could throw a fucking wild eye hissy fit, but uh, there's no precedent for them to stop that broadcast. And honestly, if it came to it, they could use Fox News as the precedent to continue their broadcast. I mean, with the internet now, it's like, you're not going to stop people from publishing information, but there should be... Did you see... We need recourse, you did, know, for certain well, sort of... Well, so, so... But I think there's a definition of recourse, right? Like, I think, I think the danger that we fall into currently, and that's just kind of perpetuating everything, is there's, there's no consequences for the recourse being completely factually inaccurate. There like, it is. So... so so Tucker Carlson. Uh, sorry, daily. real quick. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm very sorry. This came up on Saturday and I meant to stop Parker while he was talking about it. On this podcast, we refer to him by his Christian name, which is Cucker Tarl- Cucker Tarlson. Cucker Tarlson. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to make Cucker Tarlson. Cucker Tarlson is what yeah. he will be referred to on this podcast. So Cucker Tarlson. Thank you. Comes on uh, daily and quote unquote refutes. Mm-hmm. But all he's doing is making up roundabout discussion points for you to refute. They're never they're never actually truly getting to the point being discussed. You, so if you if you say if you say Trump doesn't like the military, he said this and this, then they'll come back with remember when Nancy Pelosi went and got her hair done yeah. and didn't wear a mask and she's been preaching that we should all wear masks? How fucking insane is it that they're taking your liberties away but she gets to take her liberty right. and go use it freely so they just straight you know, up like, won't run a big story like that's exactly. that's negative they're just a propaganda wing i mean and i get that but like uh i don't know it, it's just ridiculous like there there has to be a way to hold someone accountable for like that motherfucker straight up praised that teenager who went to Kenosha and murdered those people. Yep. Okay. There has to be a way to hold someone like that accountable for the destruction that they sow. Like, because that's just like, it, it is fully his responsibility for what he says. And well, like, so tells you have people. to remember. So first amendment, so, but hold on the first amendment. No, hold on. Is what is all it? you need? No, no, you don't because there is a, the first amendment is you can't incite violence. You, the, the it's the phrase of, you can't yell fire in a movie theater. You yeah. can't walk into a movie theater and yell fire and cause mass chaos and mayhem um, without some repercussion. And but what's infuriating like, is how how they love to get right up by that line. They love to dance right next to it. Well, it, it's but because they never act. They know exactly. Well, also, how far also, to go wait, wait, wait. I think they've been way more. So I think over the past four years, they've crossed the line. So. I think they were very scared about an Obama FCC actually withdrawing a license. There is no fucking way that a Trump, uh, whatever the Punjab guy, whatever the fuck is that runs the SEC right now, and that's not racist colloquialism. The dude's a fucking dick, and I forgot his name, but it's like it's like Punjab or something. We'll call him giant Eminem um, mug bitch. It's an absolute piece of shit. Um, Ajit Pai. That's yeah. right. Um, so that motherfucker, 
uh, will never withdraw a license from a conservative news network. So it's only as good as the teeth on the wall. So. I, yeah, I, well, I, there, that's I all that matters. The, I live in the same state as several dozen, one of them being Ted Cruz. So I can imagine it. So uh, wait, hold on. So so them supporting this white supremacist is too far. That is too far. That would normally lead to organized militias. You yeah. know, like I, that should be just, a, revo- a revocation of that discussion. I just want to point I guess out imagine, something. Imagine if, you being that. No, you can't because you here's know. the deal. We're, we're normal thinking people. But here's the issue. And this is something that comes up all the time in racism and racist like fucking machines and systems that we put in place is that in order to uh, change the system, uh, if you don't, if you're not a part of it, or you're not allowed to vote in it. And if you're not allowed to be heard in any sort of way, um, the shit will continue doing the same thing. And in this case, mm-hmm. the people who are in charge, the people who have the uh, power to make changes, and more importantly, the people who actually fucking care to make the changes are the ones who are in support of the bullshit white supremacist support, in this case of fucking a teenager shooting people to protect a TJ mask. Ma- TJ mask. I fucking, I have a four year old. Anyway, but the, yeah, can for, you believe that that motherfucker was protecting some like Cole's clothing? Yeah, like, just what an absolute piece of it shit. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if he's protecting a goddamn public library. You know what, bitch? Yeah, absolutely. People shouldn't die. I over saw it. something that said, uh, but I mean, it proves that expect? he was just out to kill. Yes, I saw something that said, "What do you expect people to like?" care about or protect in this case when their entire the entire culture is just consumed by consumed from these places i i get that what do you expect them to care about here's the deal come to north texas come on come on into denton you can see the fucking the tj max at home store closed because before the pandemic because people weren't buying shit from them the fucking pier one shut down because people weren't buying shit from them you know what I'm fucking okay with that. The 18 people that, that the 18 people that Pier One employed can go do something else gladly yeah, at another fun. location. There's it's plenty not, of jobs like that. It's fucking bring it on. The fact I used to work for Staples. Do you know how many Staples closed in the DFW Metroplex in the last five? I'm sorry, seven years since I left the company, like 80 percent. And you know what? Yeah. Fuck them all. If they couldn't figure out how to fucking move shit move their wares in other ways yeah. other than having a brick and mortar storefront fuck them and you, i can i can clearly say fuck them because they ran a really shitty organization led by really intelligent people with the best intentions that's the best i can say about staples one of the only fortune 100 companies to offer same sex marriage and same sex partnership uh, uh, health insurance in wow. so this is how you speak about a company that you actually like i actually like they they wow. they allowed my dumb ass to move all across two different states, employing me at above minimum wage the entire time. When they really didn't. You talk have about to. staples like I would talk about Walmart, <laughs> and I fucking hated working but, at Walmart. But I mean, here's the deal: like I hated I hated the fucking people that shopped at Staples is what I fucking hated. <laughs> fuck those guys, and I was one of them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, like, just fuck them, fuck them all. Like, <laughs> they don't they don't need to fucking exist for this country to move forward, and that's what it fucking boils down to. Okay. Yeah, it's just point, it's an outdated, it's a, what, outdated sorry, business model. It is. No, sorry, it's just an outdated business model, right? Like they should have adjusted with the times. They didn't do it. Okay, Best Buy. Right. We'll we'll lead, lead into yep. lead into a question I have. Going back to these cornerstone institutions closing, Frank. How do you feel about applying what you just said there over that way? 
No, because so, so I feel very different about it, right? So they are not closing because the demand is not there, right? So Best Buy, um, <clears throat> they've been slowly well, changing the world, you know, not necessarily a changing demand or anything, but like a changing world where you have to adapt to a new sort of way of life, I guess. Yes, to an extent, that is an accurate was, statement, but we we don't we don't exactly know what that new way even is, right? So, if if we've gone through this and we determine bars and restaurants are no longer viable, then we provide support packages and we move on. You know, um, okay. There's no Here, hold sense on. at hold on. Wait, there's no sense right now that we can sort of universally declare these are not viable businesses in their current state. Yeah, here's what I will but, say. And someone and, and, and someone took their life savings, opened up something, you know, like we're not talking you about could argue you could Chili's argue that COVID, being out of business. You could argue that COVID just very rapidly accelerated what was already a trend towards staying at home, shopping from home working no like here's everything the, here's you you can so, so, say that for some for some businesses and some business models because you're 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 not you're not wrong uh but, but at the hold same on time, what, what, we're, we're uh, losing okay, sorry, I'll, I'll, sorry hold on i just want to say this we're we're, no, we're go ahead go ahead we're losing businesses and business models and institutions in certain uh, sects of our uh, of business, whether it be bars, restaurants, or fucking like home goods stores, or like the dry, small retail dry goods stores that are local to certain areas, like because those people are being affected by uh, affected by supply chain. They're not being affected by people shopping from Amazon. Like this is beyond what could be said is being just acceleration of of default. It, it, like that. Also, also, like let's 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 realize what. So your statement, Willem, is the reason why when people say the stock market has been disconnected and doesn't represent the true economy. No, the stock market represents the economy as we are defining it today. And yeah. if we continue down this path, we and are defining the, as those who are in power choose to define it, frankly. Correct. And and it 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 just so shows these days with like what normal people are feeling with the pandemic versus what a wealthy person would like. There's no change for a but, wealthy person. But we, we, sh we should discuss the impact that that will have on everyday life because people are like, Oh yeah, look at Amazon. They're doing well. Look at Walmart. They're doing right. well. We are, we are giving up the ability to have a local restaurant, a local yep. bar, yeah. a local corner store, a local. So, if that's the trade-off you want to make, cool. Just know that that's what we're making here. So and, if you want to yeah. argue against, if you want to argue against small businesses getting money, if you want to yeah. argue against the ability for um, um, people to make payroll at these institutions, for if 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 that's your argument and you're you're centering it around this isn't a socialistic society, remember you have a significant large corporate model in this country that have gone, has gone, sorry, um, two, three decades without paying their fair share in taxes. Where did that money go? Yep. It was stored offshore for a moment like this. They've gone 
two, three decades without paying fair wages? Where do the profits go? To their CEO so that they would enforce this business model when this time came. So you're not wrong. It's accelerating a business model. To me, it's accelerating the absolute worst thing that capitalism presents and and um, losing. So, so I, I literally um, tonight, I saw the tweet that I sent to everybody where um, they, uh, Jack Freeman, who's, he's just a funny follow on Twitter. Um, dude has some really good takes. He's from Boston. Um, he was like, man found out tonight that, uh, some Boylston, that Boylston street won't be the same. And then he said, you know, um, it listed the institutions that are closing and, um, the poor house in Boston, no more whiskeys in Boston, no more, uh, McGeary's no more. You're talking about bars where, like, when my wife was in college there, we'd go, we'd stay at the Western and go. Like, it's it's like everybody in Boston has been to the poorhouse one or two times. Like, it's a fucking huge city. You've went to the poorhouse. So if these guys aren't making it, what's happening here is stuff that our kids will ask us. What was it like to have a bar in your fucking town? That wasn't a fucking Chili's. Well, that's if we don't fight back, cause this is a big problem and people need to wake up to what's happening here. It's, this, it's, it's the same embarrassing, it, the same to y'all's earlier point, uh, can be said for houses. What was it like when there were, there was a neighborhood here and not just a collection of yeah. apartments? Because to your point, Frank, when you were talking about how somebody's $6,000 behind in their, in, in mortgage or in rent, like they just get booted. Let me tell you right now, it is not far off for people to have that exact amount be insurmountable. Because are we fighting a losing yep. battle, guys? Yes, like, one, like, we're, we're, we're fighting. We're fighting against about? people. We're fighting against people who do not understand what it's like to lose because they've never been told no before. And here's the fucking like that. That to me is the problem because I will be the first person in an argument to say maybe I'm wrong. And the motherfuckers who are in power who are who are making these decisions have never once been told no, and also conversely have never said I might be wrong about this. At least yeah. not fucking publicly. And that is a goddamn personality trait problem yep. that we have in this country. And that goes for the motherfuckers in power. That goes for the motherfuckers who don't want to wear a mask at goddamn Walmart. That goes for the bitches who want to bit, like bitch and complain about teachers complaining about going back to work in a goddamn global pandemic. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck every last one of them and their fucking assholes. Sorry. When it all collapses, they when it all collapses, I will be, suffer. I will be, yeah. I will be carving bone swords out of their femurs. I don't give a fuck. Like this, like if anything else, you I won't have to do anything, Brian. You'll just have to run your household and like take care of your camp, and they yeah, will just like. Fall I feel like they I, will drop like flies. I feel like I need a bone sword, though, Willem. Don't don't <laughs> deny me this need that I have. It's a primal need. I feel like my ancestors had at least one bones like femur sword that they sliced <laughs> down the victims of eh, probably some oppression. But anyway, regardless, uh, you know what, fam. I'm going to say fam because I'm fucking 2018 in this bitch right now. That was a fucking good ass discussion. We brought it back at least two or three times to the shit that we brought up before. You know what? Yeah. We fucking good job, y'all. That was it's, fucking It's a hand shit. clap. It's was, a hand clap. But like, I feel like I feel like we're missing one thing. Yeah. Action items. Okay. So if, if we just went to a little meeting, Ooh. everybody got fired up. What are the hold actions? On, hold on. Okay. Two ah! actions you can do. There we go. That's okay. the action two, two actions you can do today to change 
this, okay? Because Biden, Everything. I know people Keep don't changing things. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, but I, but, but I know, I know. So first, I know people are, are are hesitant to go Biden. Biden has a plan to assist small businesses. He's got an agreed to package. The package in the House right now has a shit ton of money for small business, and that's actually the fight they're fighting. Um, in addition to what they call the state and city funding fight, but that's not true. Um, they actually want to be sure that bit large businesses can also get in on this pot um, of, I think it's like one and a half trillion again. Um, so I think we all should expect this package is not going to get passed. We're going to see a shit ton of businesses go out of business. That's yep. point A. Point B, if you're at all as passionate about this as I am, you should spend every dollar you can at a small business. I know it's easier to order on Amazon. I know it's easier to go to um, DoorDash to order from a restaurant. Don't use don't DoorDash. Do don't go use pick DoorDash. it up. DoorDash takes 30% Call of the Lord. profit. Fuck DoorDash. Call an order. You know what? In some state, in some cities, if you, like, I know we have an audience that is just covering the globe. In some cities, even Googling a fucking phone number will call through DoorDash. Look at the city of New York. Yep. And, and like, so legit, when you look up a fucking phone number, if it doesn't have the right area code, if it doesn't have, like, uh, if it's not wow. affiliated on the That's website, if it's not affiliated on the website, do not fucking use that phone number. Go to the business's website to find their fucking phone number. SEOs are a motherfucker even on goddamn ordering shit online. So we may need to create our own small business economy that has like a different currency. It's it's horse shit. I know the city of New York has been dealing with it. They had a lot of like small pizzerias and shit go out of business Jesus. during the pandemic because people were calling phone numbers to order pizza that were that were found in line with their with their Google search, <sighs> and it was going through a, a phone number that was purchased by DoorDash back like four wow. years ago and then DoorDash legal? no well it was at the time but now it's not but DoorDash was then sending those pizzerias like Billy bills for 30% of every order so hundreds of dollars a week were being billed back to fucking pizzerias in New York City so that's why I say some shit like go to the website find the fucking why phone number the there pizzeria get billed because they had no idea that the phone number that showed up under a Google search was not their fucking phone number it was a DoorDash phone number that they had like a phone number that DoorDash right. had purchased to route shit through to the pizzeria that was just in New York State and I'm assuming that if it was in New York State it probably is happening in fucking Wyoming without people knowing it sorry so anyway, yeah. yes, go no, buy no. shit local. Uh, real quick. Yeah, so so that's hold on, wait, wait, wait. That's step one. Yeah. These are actions, right? So so action one, vehemently support local for at least the next six months. These people need your fucking money. Like I understand you're talking about not saving money for a little bit. I get that. It hurts. It is so important to save these institutions unless you literally don't care about the future of your neighborhood yep. and you can't have that opinion. It Some is neighborhoods critical. Do suck, I will say some neighborhoods suck. Yeah, but it <laughs> is critical. If you have any good bars or any good restaurants locally, dude, if, if you need to once a week, go drop 70 bucks, do it. Like just fucking try to help these people. Um, second thing, um, sign up to be a poll worker. If you're young, please like I've done it here in Hayes County. I haven't completed the process fully. The, the lady gave me a couple of things to fill out. Um, 
please sign up to be a poll worker. It, it, it Voting is so difficult already. It will become even more difficult because they can legally Shut. take away the polling site mm-hmm. if they don't have enough people and to fill the polling site. That's the thing, Frank. I'm going to go ahead and speak for your your area and my area as well. We're not going to be short of fucking of poll workers. We're not. Thank it's just God. not going to happen. However, if you're listening in cities and in tightly packed suburbs in or rural, older, or rural areas, yeah, go sign up to be poll worker. And I will say this, young, yes. Uh, also, you're not fucking susceptible to being, to uh, you don't have any autoimmune deficiencies. Don't fucking, don't sign up yeah. if you've got any of that shit. Uh, Frank, to that point, I looked up quick three dates for our largest uh, listening audience. And I want to run over those real quick. Today is September 3rd. We'll post this probably sometime tonight. So September 4th. So you have exactly one month in the state of Texas to register to vote by uh, to to register to vote period October 5th 2020 is the deadline to register to vote in Texas October 19th is the deadline to register to vote in California and in the state of Oklahoma the date to register to vote is October 9th so get your asses out some places allow you to do it online. I'm going to go ahead and say that probably none of those three states that we fucking offered have it online because California is a little bit back asswards when it comes to speaking your mind. Uh, but Oklahoma no, and Texas, to, to be a, co- a poll worker in Texas, you have to call. No, no, I'm talking about register real quick. Registering to vote, not poll oh, worker. To, register oh, sorry, to fucking sorry, vote. Sorry, go ahead, so go to ahead. get out your fucking opinion, whether it is uh, uh, in support of what we just let you know or against whatever. Fucking let it be please heard. Please don't that, vote for Trump. No, don't, yeah, don't please be. vote against that. I'm talking about. You're asking. I'm you talking to about. Please vote against. I'm that. talking about the neighborhood piece film, obviously, because no yeah. sane person would vote for this. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so, go out and fucking vote. Literally, it's the thing that people have fought and died for in this goddamn country. It's the thing that people have come from all over the rest of the planet to try to do is to let their voice be heard. And it one of the sound fucking real patriotic. You're one of the greatest countries on the goddamn planet. But literally, seriously, I'm I'm sitting with two other people who had to work their asses off to have their vote matter in this country. So fucking yeah. do it. Don't take that shit for granted. Go out and goddamn vote. And if you haven't registered or if you think you might not be registered, fucking go check because there's also some bullshit happening in this country right now state of Georgia looking at you that you may have been removed from the fucking voters registration rolls. So go check to make sure that you're registered to vote before the deadline. That way you can correct shit for the government who doesn't want to hear from you. Rant over. Yep. I will no, tell agreed. you that agreed. nothing short of this may be the last time that your vote actually means anything. If you, if, if you don't vote against this current administration for they've for, seen how far they can take it and in the next four years we like they've shown how far they're willing to take it so like this could outright be your last time to, that anything matters for you yep but also also we we need to stress the importance right like this is a census year so it being a census year if you're in a state where gerrymandering is law like the only reason texas is not blue no one tells you this gerrymandering and it's, it's the only reason it's fucking gross gerrymandering like yeah they don't hide it so so if in texas we turn out the people that should vote right largest 
uh, Latino American population in the country. Uh, one of the largest African American populations in the country that doesn't vote. Uh, I think it's either one or two. Um, we need support. We need people to hit the pavement and get people registered. It's it's vitally important because what we're running against, regardless right? of what you think about Joe Biden, it's like if you're drowning out in the ocean and you see land and you refuse the log because you think you can swim to land. Like, don't fucking yep. do it. Just grab the log and just use it as a life raft until you can figure out how to get where you're going. Real like, quick, and to, is, until, is that log and, until it disintegrates, right? Like until well, it disintegrates right? and an, another log comes along. Yeah. I was going to make a joke that wasn't nearly as dark as that one, Frank. Jesus Christ. I was going to make the joke. As long as that log is named Harambe, because I'm going to write it in. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. You write in a vote this year, you can get fucked. You yeah. can yeah. clearly bend over, just sit on those big-ass pineapples that Frank and I took if pictures you, in front of in New Orleans. You, you know what I'm talking about, Frank. If you vote for anything or anyone other than Joe Biden... As much as, like, golly, I wish it could have been somebody else, like, so many different candidates. In the, niche, in the niche world shit that I find myself in, if anyone... It's un-American. It's if, an un-American vote. If period. anyone fucking looks to the current administration for gains that we've had in the last four years in the niche world of whiskey, beer, or cigars, you're a fucking idiot. The, the Trump administration had nothing to fucking do with that. I promise no. you. I fucking promise you. And if you ever doubt me on that, I'm going to point to fucking Mitch McConnell and say, do you think that dumbass uh, is for any of those vice taxes? Because the state of Kentucky has the highest fucking tax on any alcohol produced that's not bourbon. So you can go get fucked. He's that literally in it for a money grab. Absolutely ravaging. Sorry. But I, also, also the, the, the sales increases in that is just cyclical, right? Like when you get to the end of a growth cycle... People start not talking about wasting sales. money. Not talking about sales. No, no, under, about, understood. But taxes, yeah. taxes go go kind of proportional. Right. right? And one so, thing I really want to cover, I, I did want to cover, is what we're talking about action items to take it back to what Frank wanted us to go to, and I fully in support of that. Thank you for hitting us with those things that our listeners can do to fucking make a difference in their world around them. Uh, we talked about small bars and restaurants going under and like ordering from those those bars and restaurants when we can and ordering direct from them. Another thing that has happened in the beer world that is the 1,000% true, and I am 1,000% guilty of it, is buying from big box stores. Uh, so going to Walmart, buying all your groceries and your and, and large large quantities of beer and alcohol there where you can across the country. While that is good, safe, and convenient, the one thing that you have to consider is that where possible, like here in Denton, Texas, uh, we have the bearded monk who take all precautions to keep their their team their employees safe. They do all precautions to keep the customers safe, and as well as the people who deliver the product to them. We have to take a like a, a purposeful action to go support those people, and, yeah. and like it, it sucks that we have to take the burden on here. But honestly, I would rather do that. I would rather pay 5, 10, 20% more for the products that I would buy at big box stores, whether it be Total Wine or Walmart. would rather buy it from those guys. And I have been guilty so many times of just going to Total Wine online delivery or online you know, curbside pickup. But then at the same time, like, I'll make the second trip over to buy beer from Bearded Monk. And I feel and like, you know, you know what, like, that's a conscious, like, it, it, definitely in agreement with that statement. But, it, 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 on the whole, right, 
even if you buy the beer to bunk at Walmart, their mar- their margins a little bit less. But well, the beer to like, bunk, real I guess, quick, the beer to bunk is not a brewery. It is a it is a small bottle shop. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, support yeah, sorry, your small I bottle shop. I should have clarified but that. I'm from, so sorry. From from a small brewery perspective, right? Like buy it. You should always try to buy that from a the brewery. They make more money. Yeah. Um. But in general, like what what really frustrates me is when so you're you're a distributor, right? You work at, at a distributor and um now I do. It's so large distributors have have made a shit ton of money in this economy. Um and it's it's simply because access to and willingness for uh, some stores to purchase Eh, kind of niche products has gone down. It, yeah. it is not. So, so you, you, you're, you're very, it's very difficult currently to introduce a new brand um, oh, it's, in a store because it's, you can't do tastings. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Here's uh, here, this stuff sells. We're just going to put this on the shelf. You're not wrong in that, but here's what I will say about distributors across the country, whether it be wine, liquor, beer, doesn't fucking matter. Uh, beer is being hit directly because a large portion of the, uh, a portion of the largest quantities of beer sold come from Mexico and restrictions in Mexico and shipments from Mexico to America to the U S I should say have been fucking clamped down the supply chain that I talked about earlier with those small grocery stores has affected beer distributors tenfold 20 fold i would say yeah because there are now packages that you cannot find statewide nationwide they don't exist because of what 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 started out as just supply chain shortage so when mexico went on lockdown for 90 days there was no corona there was no badello there was no tecate you name it the top mexican brands were not being produced period and what that ran into is our american-based warehouses went dry and when you have American-based warehouses that supply a quarter of the nation, yeah, we're, you're fucked. And and when I say you're fucked, like distributors make pennies on the case, and when you take all those cases away, those pennies fucking dry up everybody really quick. And the same goes that that unfortunately gets passed down the line to independent convenience stores and liquor stores who also operate on dimes and and quarters per case. Uh, and you see that, that domino effect right now, I'm going to say it just plain open. Aluminum is going to be a fucking problem in this country in the next three months. It's going to happen fast and it's going to hurt because there is, Ryan, Ryan, we we should also our international listeners, aluminium, aluminium, but that's something that I talked about fucking three years ago when Trump signed some bullshit stainless steel agreements that made aluminum negligible. Like why would anyone ever want to buy aluminum and make large contracts with aluminum distributors from say fucking Canada who supply this nation with giant like chunks of metal that we use for everyday Uh fucking products. And guess what motherfuckers we are going to hit a wall. And I bet that wall doesn't come until November 16th or some bullshit, but that wall is fucking coming and it's going to hurt. Yeah. So if, if you look at, if you look at aluminum stock or aluminum stock levels, um, there's a 30 day trend. We have cut aluminum stock levels by 20%. 
in the past say uh, yeah i, I really <laughs> yeah, wish you would say a, aluminum and in, in the past 30 days <laughs> so in the past 30 days yeah let me share this graph really quick so you guys can take a look so it's actually really easy to look at all this stuff um because we have spot prices for everything um which is great it actually makes it just amazing um so if you truly feel as though aluminum is going to be an issue you should invest in it because it's probably a really good take based on how um well-informed people in industries are, right? So if you look at the 60-day warehouse stock levels, here in July is when you started hearing breweries and Coke be like, yeah, uh, having a real hard time sourcing aluminum. Yep. Uh, we've we've cut down, yeah, probably about 10%, maybe a little bit less than 10 uh, from those highs. But from a normal trend level, I bet you're probably 20% down from that normal trend because this is even low. Um, from a starting point, right? So, yeah, yeah there's money to be made in in aluminum investing right now. The, the downside to that is to the bigger conversation that we're having here is that 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 yeah. Look at the oh, sorry, Brian. Look at the five year chart. Yeah, there you go, motherfucker. Like <laughs> thirty two million tons of aluminum. We're down to just above fourteen million tons at the moment. Yeah, like it's it's not something that mm-hmm. is pretty. It's not something that makes that that a lot of people will understand, but for our beer listeners, motherfuckers, listen up, assholes. You're drinking beer out of a can. Do you think small breweries are going to be able to source shit when it comes to fighting tooth and nail with large breweries or let's just say fucking Coca-Cola to to source aluminum? No. That's not going to happen. And for people yeah, who are saying, no, I mean Coca-Cola is already rationing, right? So right? they they don't Dude, even they, produce caffeine-free Coke anymore. And they, they don't switched, have chance for it. There were there was a full like the full month of July, Walmart in North Texas, well at least in, had signs in, up. in Denton County didn't sell twelve packs of Coca Cola. They only sold twenty four packs. And I understand that like like oh well maybe they didn't have the packaging. No motherfuckers, that is a tactic made to ration out supply. Because if you buy twenty four yep. pack, you don't need you, you, that's two weeks worth of twelve packs. Boom! Take that and move on with it. But that's the that's the reality that we're dealing with. That people just go, mm, I guess they didn't get a shipment this week. No, motherfucker, that is a purposeful. Like they're doing this tactfully or tactically. For instance, North Texas has a real hard time supplying Coors Light twenty four pack cans. Do you know how common a, a a skew that is for a brand like Coors Light? That's their number one fucking skew. Is twenty four pack cans. And like, they can't meet those de- those needs. Thirty pack Keystone Light, my friends, doesn't exist in North Texas. Yeah. So for those people who are like, well, it's only affecting you know X. No, it's affecting everyone. It's and everybody. Every single everybody fucking company, every business, every every idea that has been had has been affected by this goddamn pandemic. I mean, and the just, fact just go people, to an HEB. Just go to an HEB and see what is in stock, what isn't. It's uh, yeah, it's sad. It's it's fucked up. And you know what? We have an opportunity to change some shit, so we should definitely change. A lot of it, as much of it as we fucking can. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, without 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 the Senate, though, it's going to be hard. So, particularly battleground. My final action point: if you're in a battleground state, please, please do everything you can uh, to flip that seat. I don't disagree with that. 
I'm going to go ahead and play this as we play out. Um, Frank, I do want to, did you, did you pour that beer that, that I showed you? Yes. Uh, I'm done with that beer. Did you already finish it? it? Very good. Yeah. Very good. But, uh, here's what I'll say. Oh, okay. You're going to get some critiques on it. No, no, no critique. Okay. Uh, it's, I feel as though I might've had it too cold. I think there's some maltiness that I lost when it was too cold. The beer that he's talking about, ladies and germs, uh, Rar and Sons Brewing Company out of Fort Worth, Texas, their Oktoberfest Meritzen Lager. The reason I said, like I did, all condescending, like, oh, you have some critiques for it. This beer has won gold at GABF for best Meritzen Oktoberfest beer for like five years. But a, mer- a Meritzen should be malty, right? Like it, it, it should, should get be, a little bit of malt It should be there. a yeah. little more malt than uh, than yeah. than the average lager. Uh, but you know what? It's fucking great. And the fact Very that you, good. you identified it as being a little too cold maybe, but had already finished it, speaks volumes for the quality of that beer. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. Okay. Um, that's that's what I wanted to cover. I'm going to end it on a little bit of a high note, if you will. Um, Willem, I know you said you were, you were ready for the old... Um, I forgot the word for bed. Cochia, I don't think is right. Um, no, it's not. That's not the right word. The proverbial sack. The yes, the testicles of that. the night. The scrote. I think that's what they call it. the kids on the streets are calling it the scrote. I'm ready for the scrote. <laughs> First motherfucker that comes to me and says, "Ah, time to hit the scrote." I'm gonna, I'm gonna die laughing. <laughs> You're looking. You're looking for. You're looking for Lakama. Lakama? Did you Google that just now? Yeah. No. Yes, you did. I had to think. Just no, I didn't. No. I had to think for a second. But all right, all right, all right. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. All right. I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna hit this button here, and uh, I'm gonna play us out, gentlemen. It's been fun as shit talking with you all tonight. Yeah. I like. There, there are times that I'm like, I really don't want to get into fucking like politic talk tonight because I, you know, Mrs. Brian and I will fucking go long hours into the night talking about it. And then there are times that I'm like, I look forward to y'all's perspective on shit because y'all are different. And I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that goes to say that, like, or that, that goes for uh, anybody listening. Like, if you only fucking hear people who say the same shit that you do, get fucked. Go listen to some other people talk about some shit because I feel like you will learn a lot more uh, about how other people view things, but also your short sightedness on things. And uh, I feel like that's what uh, people should be doing is figuring out how to uh, see the, the big picture. And see what other people are seeing. So hopefully that's what you got from tonight's episode. Um, and then also definitely go out and fucking vote. Uh, if you have some beer suggestions for us, you want to hit us up on the social media, see what we're doing in our daily lives in between recordings. Uh, hit us up over on our social media pages on Twitter at no beer left cast and at NBLB beer on Twitter. You can hit us both up over there. Over on the Instagrams uh, is where I throw down with uh, beer, whiskey, and now cigar shit. Um, at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram, hit us up. You can you can slide into them DMs anytime. Let us know what beer we should be drinking, or what your thoughts are on our latest cast, and uh, just general thoughts of uh, of goodness. Speaking of those thoughts of goodness, hit us up over on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. For Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I am out.
uh, for Willem and Tulsa, vote Biden or get fucked. I'm out. For <laughs> damn, uh, agreed. For Frank in uh, far, far north east Mexico City, uh, I know we didn't have any dad jokes this cast. I'm gonna hit you with one. Not, and it's it's preemptively because it's not my dad joke. It. Uh, came from the radio today, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, guy calls into the Common Man program, says, "Hey, Common, um, had some trouble with my seven iron. I know you indicated you had the same issue. What did you do to fix it?" Common said, "Hey, if you've got some masking tape available, just tape over the seven and write six. I fucking <laughs> cracked up so hard. I just lost it. <laughs> I like it. I think that's good. Uh, Frank, so, real, Frank a great- hold on real quick. That's hilarious. And it's what I did to fix my seven iron as well. Common man's <laughs> good, but he's not that common, is he? Didn't, he's not. He's and not. I don't li- also don't like you referring to him as common because there's someone also named common who is not him. Anyway, uh, all that to, all that aside, did you Way hear- before common, my We're friend. not talking about common sense. We're not talking about common sense. Did you hear, by Thomas Paine, did you hear that The Rock and his entire family caught COVID? I heard about it. And you know what the first indicator was, right? They couldn't smell what the rock was cooking. I'm out. Oh, shit. That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Uh, Yeah, so... Wait, did you just cut it off? No, I was singling... singling Oh, oh, got it, got it. Sorry. I don't know if singling was like, eat your own ass. Um, With that being said, uh, (laughs) Frank, far, far northeast Mexico City. I'm out.